You find us in the middle of a series uh, that we are concluding today. My goodness, I've enjoyed this series. How about you? I think, you know, there are certain teachings, Mokere King, that uh, I just think they just scratch where it itches. You know, they just give answers. I mean, I've been reading Ephesians 6 for many years in my life. I never knew. Look at your neighbor and say, Chin Betuna, I never knew. <laughs> so we read Ephesians 6 from verse 10 to verse 17. I read the complete Jewish Bible. It reads as follows. Finally, grow powerful in union with the Lord, in union with his mighty strength. Use all the armor and weaponry that God provides so that you'll be able to stand against the deceptive tactics of the adversary. For we're not struggling against human beings, but against the rulers, authorities, and cosmic powers governing this darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realm. So take up every piece of war equipment God provides, so that... When the evil day comes, you'll be able to resist. And when the battle is won, you will still be standing. Therefore, stand. Have the belt of truth buckled around your waist. Put on righteousness for a breastplate. And wear on your feet the readiness that comes from the good news of shalom. Always carry the shield of trust or the shield of faith with which you will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one and take the helmet of deliverance or the helmet of salvation along with the sword given by the spirit that is the word of God. So those are the pieces of armor or weaponry as the Bible says that God wants us to put on as we stand against Satan in warfare. We've already discussed the belt of truth. We've talked about the feet being shot with the preparation of the gospel of peace, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, and the shield of faith. So today, we're going to focus on the sword of the spirit. Verse 17 says, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Now, the word for sword there is the Greek word spelled M-A-C-H-A-I-R-A, for those of you who are writing. M-A-C-H-A-I-R-A. But when you pronounce it, you pronounce it Makaria. Somebody say Makaria. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, it's called Makaria. Now, that word Makaria, for those who understood what it was, under the Roman leadership and the Roman government, when they heard the word Makaria, it brought fear in their hearts because there were different types of swords that were used during the New Testament times. And the Makaria sword was a specific type. The first type was the huge double-handed sword. This sword was so massive that it, you could only utilize it when you are using both hands. 
And so this sword wasn't necessarily used in combat because it was too huge. Instead, it was used by the soldiers during sword practice sessions because it helped them to develop stronger muscles as the soldiers swung it against a post that represented an enemy. Much as the sword could inflict pain on somebody, but it was really not meant for warfare because you just really couldn't move that well when you're using that sword. And that's not the sword that Paul is talking about. There's another sword which was very long, was used in fighting battles. For those of you who've ever watched certain movies where, you know, Runa back then we used but you know, they used to show us these movies where you'd find people fighting, you know, most of them were kind of Roman people, they would be on horseback, and they had this long sword that they would use when they are on horseback. It's a long sword, similar to the ones that we have today, and this sword was very effective in battle, but it was more often you, you couldn't kill the enemy with it because it was so long. So what they would do, the soldiers, is to swing this sword at the enemy from the side like that, scraping or cutting a gorge in the side limbs of an enemy. This is the sword, by the way, that Peter used to cut the ear of the servant of the high priest. Remember when Jesus was found in the Garden of Gethsemane, when the soldiers came to accost him, Peter drew out a sword and cut the ear of the high priest's servant. And the name of that guy was uh, Malchus. That's the sword that Peter used. Now, in Ephesians 6.17, the sword that's referred to there, it's neither that sword of Peter, nor the big sword that you had to use two hands for you to be able to support it. This one is this sword called Makaria. All right? And that sword Makaria, as I said, was exceptionally a very brutal weapon. It only was 48 centimeters in length at the most. And this is about 48 centimeters from here to there. That's about 48 centimeters. And even shorter than that. So it was like a dagger. You know, Halatseva, a dagger. It was like a dagger type sword. When inserted into the victim, you could only do it when you are at close range. Meaning that this sword could only be used in close combat. It was razor sharp on both sides of the blade. And the tip of this sword often would be turned upwards. So if you put it into the enemy, you know, it would inflict so much pain. Or sometimes at the end, at the tip, it was twisted just like a corkscrew. So because this dagger type of sword was razor sharp, it could easily be thrust into the abdomen of the adversary. And because it was twisted at the tip, the attacker would literally shred the insides of the victim by twisting the sword. So this was a really dangerous kind of sword. And this is the sword that Paul says we need to take against the enemy. I hope you are getting the story here. He is not presenting a picture of a, a soldier who is afraid, who's running away. He's presenting a picture of a soldier who is not afraid to engage in close combat because you know that the weapon that you have is going to destroy the enemy. Can I hear an amen? 
And so all these characteristics made the Makaria a very deadly weapon, a very frightful weapon, because it inflicted a wound worse than the other two swords. And so if, you, if, if, if left to choice, the Roman soldier would choose this particular sword. Although the other swords were, were deadly, but this one was a terror to the imagination. So in using the word Makaria, Paul is saying that God has given to us the church of Jesus Christ, a weapon that is frightful to the devil and his forces. I want to say that again. It's a weapon that is frightful and devastating to the devil. He's already telling us that the devil is afraid of you. I love one now. You are afraid of the devil. That's why let's say amen. That's why let's say weekend. I said the devil is afraid of you. Can I hear an amen? And so Paul is very, very intentional. And the Holy Spirit is very intentional. Why? Because the Makaria denotes a son that is, that is really unbelievable. Now it's interesting that when Paul refers to this Makaria, he says, take unto you the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. One translation says, take the sword that the Spirit gives you. And the sword that the Spirit gives you is the word of God. What does that mean? Well, that word, W-O-R-D, that you find in Ephesians 6, it is the Greek word, R-H-E-M-A, Rhema. Rhema, yeah, you heard right, Rhema. That's what Rhema Bible Church is called, Rhema. That's where it comes from. Because there are several Greek words that are used for that word, W-O-R-D. One of them is the word logos, L-O-G-O-S, logos. But the spirit, when it speaks about this sword, it says this sword is the rhema of God. Somebody say the makaria is the rhema of God. Say it again. The makaria of the spirit is the rhema of God. So in other words, what the spirit gives you, the makaria that the spirit gives you is the rhema of God. Now what does it mean? Well, the word rhema is a very interesting word when it's used. It describes something that is spoken clearly. All right? Rema speaks of the spoken word. In other words, when you speak the word out, when you say the word out. Now in Romans chapter 10, when you read what the Bible says, it says, if you will believe in your heart, Jesus as Lord, and you will confess with your mouth, then you will be saved. It's a combination of Speaking with your mouth what you believe in your heart. It is always like that. In Mark chapter 11, Jesus says, Whatsoever you desire, when you pray, believe you have to receive them and you shall have them. And then he says, you know, if you will say unto this mountain, Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall what? Believe that those things that he saith. Oh, little bit. Little bit. All right, but he shall believe that what? Those things that he shall what? Believe, shall do what? That's why let's start Maya a weekend. But shall believe, somebody say believe. Okay, let's have it up on the screen, thank you. Let's read it together. Let's read it together. Yeah, I see a little bit by bit. It's not in here. Latula, I know. Let's read together. 
For assuredly I say unto you, that whosoever, can we have it in the King James Bible, please? Not the New King James. All right, let's read. Irene. For verily I, that, oh, that, that, what does whosoever mean? Eh? Whosoever means himself. So whosoever means you. You are the whosoever. Can I call you whosoever? From today I call you whosoever. So this means it doesn't hierarchy. Male, female, young, old, black, white, uh, rich, poor, Sowetan, Sentinel, tall, short, hmm? whosoever, whosoever, Mfundisi, Kosa, Bishop, member of the church, Muhohi, choir member. Asha, counselor, whosoever. Huh? Teenager, born free, born not free. Whosoever. I, I want you to get it. This is talking about you. Don't exclude yourself. Whosoever shall do what? Whosoever shall do what? Whosoever shall do what? Do what? Say to what? Say what? Be thou, yes, and be thou, watch it now, and shall not doubt in his heart. The saying and the believing must go together. There are many people who believe in their hearts, but they never say with their mouth. But it is the saying that, that is the makaria. Is a saying, is a rhema when the word is in your mouth. Note, and shall not doubt in his heart. Note, but shall do what? Where? Believe where? In his heart, but shall believe that what? Shall do what? What will happen? What? He shall have? He shall have? He shall have. Now, when it said whosoever, so whosoever will have whatsoever. Huh? What's, what does whatsoever mean? Watch it now. Watch it now. Watch it now. Watch it. What does whatsoever mean? Whatsoever. Yeah, somebody said no my in. What you write? No my in. We call That's how humble points Are you telling me that if I say I am more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ and I believe it in my heart, I will have what I say? Are you telling me if I say I am healed by the stripes of Jesus and I believe it in my heart, I will have what I say? Are you telling me if I say my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus? Are you telling me that the Makaria? But people use that in the negative. 
And Paul says, the word in your heart, spoken out through your mouth, deals a deadly blow against the enemy. When you are in close combat. You are not an Let me show you, Bazalon. That word Rama described something that is spoken clearly and vividly in unmistakable terms and undeniable language. And that Rama is spoken because at the time of combat, God quickened that word. And the word quickened means to make alive. Let me give you an example, Vazalan. Let me give you an example. See, when, and I'm going ahead of myself, but it's fine. See, the reason we need to have the discipline to read the Bible every day, regularly, the reason we need the discipline to listen to the word, listen to what God says to Joshua. He says, this book of the law, shall not depart out of your mouth. But thou shall meditate therein. How often? How often? Day and night. That you may observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then, then thou shall make thy way prosperous and then thou shall have good success. Proverbs 4.20 My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ears unto my sayings. Let them not depart out of your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Why God? For they are life unto those who find them. And they are health to all their flesh. See, if you read the Bible regularly and make a deposit of God's word in your heart and you listen to the word regularly and you meditate in the word regularly, what you are doing when you are born free, you are downloading God's word into the hard drive of your spirit. Oh, you are not hearing what I'm saying. You're not hearing what I'm saying. And your spirit is not limited in terms of gigabytes. You've got so many of them and you're just downloading and downloading and downloading and downloading. Watch! And when you have downloaded, here it is one day, you come up against a situation in prayer where you are squaring up with the enemy face to face in close combat. You are being tempted, you are being tried, you are being tested. The devil is pushing against you. And then as you stand against the enemy, then the Spirit of God brings to your memory, brings to your mind 
a verse that applies to your situation and he reboots it and drags it from your heart and brings that verse from within your spirit and in that moment you know that God has made you aware of a verse that you can stand on and having done all to stand stand and having done all to stand your ground stand your ground and you start talking to the devil and you say devil this is what God has said it is written it is written you cannot stand against me And from within your spirit in that moment, you know that God has made you supernaturally aware of a verse that you can stand on and you can claim that verse for your specific situation. When this happens, it's the Holy Spirit who has put a sword into your hand. He has put a spiritual dagger that you can insert into the heart of the enemy, causing the devil to flee in defeat. When you receive a rhema from the Lord, the Holy Spirit drops a word or scripture into your heart, causing it to come alive supernaturally and impart special power and authority to you. Mamela, when you were reading it two weeks ago, you were just reading it to be reading it. When you didn't know that it's going to hibernate and stay in your spirit for the right time. Can I hear an amen? Can I hear an amen? Jesus said when the spirit of truth is come he will remind you of what I said you will never be reminded if you never read it in the first place you will never be reminded if you didn't know it in the first place so when you read the bible you are not wasting your time when you are listening to the word you are not wasting your time when you are meditating on the word you are not wasting your time God's going to help you in terms of combat when you are squaring head to head shoulder to shoulder with the enemy and you can pull the dagger and say it is written The cooking word is so powerful that it's like a sword placed into your hands by the Holy Spirit. You see, Jesus modeled this. It's just that we didn't get it when he was tempted by Satan. When he was tempted by Satan, he didn't say anything else but what was written. Oh, yeah. Go with me to Matthew chapter 4. Matthew chapter 4. Look at your neighbor and say, Shabaya. Look at your other neighbor and say, Shabaya, Bubu. Look at your other neighbor and say, What a shock. Look at your other neighbor and say, What a sustained aftershock. We read these things, we don't understand it. And Jesus tries to model it for us, Mara, we miss it. Matthew 4 verse 1. It says, Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted. Somebody say tempted. Amen. Say it again. Amen. Now, back to what I was explaining in the first service. You know, the, the challenge here, the, 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 not the Bible actually, but the way it was translated from Greek to English, from Hebrew to English, is that English is not such a rich language to fully give us a picture of what was said in Greek. In fact, I think our languages, African languages, are much better, by far. There are certain things when you say it in our language, it makes sense. You, in English, you can't say it. For instance, if I can say, Can you tell your neighbor in English? Uh, tell your neighbor, what does it mean, 
Whatever doesn't come to an end is wonderful. <laughs> huh? I mean, I listen to these commentators on, on television, you know. And the guy comes on, I like the Zulu commentators. I said, Zim, Bindaba, Matota. Now, say it in English. With a foot of what? Hey! So we, 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 we sort of experience the same challenge with the Bible because anytime people hear the word temptation, they think of being tempted to sin. Anytime we hear the word temptation, and yet in the Bible, the word temptation does include being tempted to sin, but it also speaks of tests, trials, affliction, challenges. And the Bible clearly tells us in the book of James, let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. Yeah. Yeah. But there are people when they go through things, but what's Look at the name and say, Oh, who's really? I don't know who I'm alone. So, because of that, if you think what you're going through comes from God, you won't resist it. But the Bible says, let, let, let no one say when he's tempted, I'm tempted of God. He says, for God tests no man with evil. Yeah. Actually, every good gift and perfect gifts come from above. Yeah. And from the Father of lights, with whom there's no variableness, neither shadow of turning. No matter what, God is consistent. Even Job was not tempted by God. Job, oh, it's in God has taken, God has given. God never said that. It was his opinion. So when Jesus was tempted of the devil, he used the sword. Watch this now. Verse 2. When Jesus had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, afterwards he was hungry. When the tempter came, somebody say, when the tempter came. Say it again. Do you not go, that tempter is not God? So why would you do that? When the tempter came, Satan is called the tempter. Every test, every trial, every bad thing, every evil thing, he's the originator of it. And from today, don't allow it. From today, don't retreat. From today, get your dagger out. Say, I'm going to square up with you. Yeah. And the tempter came. Note what it says. The tempter came and he said to Jesus, if you are the son of God, somebody say if. If, if you are the son of God, do what? <laughs> Command these stones to, be, to do what? <laughs> now, when you read this, you can easily understand how Satan works. First of all, he uses the word if to bring doubt. Jesus was the son of God. But when he comes, he says, if you are the son of God. He's trying to get Jesus to prove 
Do something extra to add on what God has already said about you. And when you read that, you'll note Jesus never tried to prove anything to the devil. Because Satan's number one trick is to get you and I to doubt what God said and to take us on a path where through our own self-righteousness and works, we are trying to become what God has already made us. That was Eve's problem. Satan comes to him, here and to Adam, he says, did God say, if you eat of that fruit, you will be like him? So how's Alisha? Are you God knows how you'll be like him? But when God created them, he says, let us make men in our image. Look at the devil and say, Tsuwa, Tsuwa, Urubaleti. God said, let us make men in our image after our likeness. Adam and Eve were already like God. Marasatan are if you want to be like God. Bofan tuwa muleteke. Noa petrol, jabu juan. Doom. That is Satan's number one trick to try and make you do something more than what God has provided. He tries to tell you that when you receive Christ on the cross, you didn't get the fullness of what God had promised. He gets you to doubt that. He doesn't want you to say that. He doesn't want you to verbalize that. He doesn't want you to be clear about it, unmistakable about it. He makes doubt to come. I've prayed for these people who are always chronic people who want deliverance. They never get right. I've counseled many of them many years ago. I don't counsel them anymore. And my biggest problem with them is that anytime I sat them down to show them who they are in Christ, they didn't want to hear that. I said, but the Bible says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. They didn't want to hear that. I read the book of Peter where it says, his divine power has given us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him. You already have everything you need. The issue may be it hasn't manifested yet. That's another story. Mara, potentially you have it. You see, Hakatsuru Wanomunyani, only two years old. One or two, two hours old. That child is a full human being. Is a complete human being. Whatever she will become, whatever he will become, is already inside of them. Ah, you're not hearing me, Barcelona. All that child needs is just to grow right. They don't have to add anything. They just have to eat right. They just have to grow right. You just have to eat the word of God. You just have to place yourself in an environment of growth. And everything you are on the inside is going to come out one day. You may be defeated today, but you will not be defeated tomorrow. You may not know how to pray today, but you will know how to pray tomorrow. Am I talking to somebody in this place? 
So we tell people, read God's word. Go to church. Feed on the word. That's what Jesus says. Man shall not live by bread alone. But by every word that comes from the mouth of God, Peter said it. As newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word. Why? So that you may grow thereby. You grow by God's word. It's in Kadum. It's in Kadum. No, it's some of you. It's fine. It's okay. But you see, Satan's number one thing is to get you to doubt. It's not a matter of adding. It's a matter of growing. It's a matter of learning how to flex your muscles. One hour, two years, and a guy of 24 years who goes to the gym, work out at the muscle, they are not adding muscles. They are just developing what they already have. Oh. Oh. Oh, I see somebody growing through the word. I see somebody developing in this place. I said I see somebody going higher and higher. That's why the Bible says the path of the righteous grows brighter and brighter. I see your path going brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter. Oh! It says, if you are the son of God. Read this. If you are the son of God. So some of you who pull a seat and say, it says, if you pull a seat. You know, you're no longer sure. So no, 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 no. Maybe it's one about the deliverance. When I didn't know, as a young pastor, I used to pray for these people. How fat are next week? Yeah. Because what you did didn't help. It doesn't matter how many hallelujahs you made. It doesn't matter if I put a cross on their forehead. It doesn't matter if I deliver them putting a Bible, my hand on the Bible. What I'm doing is useless. It's time wasting. It's not going to help them to be a strong Christian. What will help them to be a strong Christian is to feed on God's word. Deposit that word in their hearts. Know how to use their dagger. Can I hear an amen? Look what Jesus does. He says, if you're the son of God, command these stones to be turned to bread. Satan says to him. And Jesus answered and said, what did he say? Read those first three words. What did he say? What did he say? You can't say it is written if you never read it. He quoted from my bishop in the last service. You can't say it is written if you never read what was written. That's the problem of some of you. You don't read the Bible, but you know all the latest songs are gone. Instead of you taking time to deposit God's word through reading, through listening, through meditating, that's what is full here. Yeah, that's what yeah, I'm telling you. That's what's full in here. Yeah, because remember, your ears are the doorway to your spirit. That's what Jesus said in Mark 4. He said, Be careful what you hear. He says, With the same measure. With the same measure you meet, it shall be measured back to you. Once I says, to the same extent you listen to and pay attention to, that's what will be the outcome of your life. That's why we have so many weak Christians. Yeah. 
They don't listen to the word constantly, regularly. They don't read the Bible regularly. They don't take time to meditate the Bible. That's why the verse I can quote and said it's him. Let's Look at the neighbor and say, I'm going to anti-gom you. I'm going to exercise you. Yeah. You know, Wazalana, we were in some place, and I won't go into the details about it. Lema Bishop, and it was so interesting, you know, we're trying to help somebody spiritually. They're going through a difficult time. As we're sitting there, Lebona, talking to them, the television is on. On one of these channels, says that it's been an pinas are these days. It is like... It's even worse how the ball now it's good to the visuals, ne? Ah, chance. I was like uh, I mean it's just so close. It's so close for these people should go around naked. Even the choreography. It is so suggestive. Nothing is left to the imagination. You tell me, if that's what you're full of. If if that's what you're feeding on. Huh? That's what people feed on. And I'm asking myself, Kiyo They're going through problems. But it does not matter. I can say my body mo That's what you are sowing in your heart. That's what you are planting in your heart. So when the evil day comes and the Holy Spirit wants to withdraw, he wants to dip into and reboot something, there's nothing there. Aona nix. Aguna nchumu. My goodness. When the tempter came, he said, if you are the son of God, command these stones to be turned to bread. But Jesus answered and said, it is written. Men shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. You know where that comes from? From Deuteronomy 8.3. Jesus quoted Deuteronomy 8.3. At that time of combat, the Holy Spirit quickened that word. Brought it into the heart of Jesus. And remember, Jesus from the age of 12, he was at the temple pillar. He was reading this thing. He knew it back and forth. The same Jesus. That's the one we follow. Yeah. So will remain forever. Yeah. At that time, the Holy Spirit quickened, brought to life the exact scripture for the exact situation. And Jesus took that scripture, he took the Macaria and said, It is written. Watch. He doesn't give up first time around. Verse 5. Then the devil took him up into the holy city, set him on the pinnacle of the temple, said, If you are the son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, Now what level? And the problem is, if you don't know enough of the Bible, you won't see his tricks. Because, half. See, this is what people get. This is how people get cheated. Bias are half the intotamudim. So, you know, my prophet Urubel to homo Bibling. So, we did to homo Bibling when I'm not an arcan totamudim. I read a story recently, Bazar. It's a recent story. A lady, she bamujet is 600,000 rands. Yeah. 
Que uma profeta vai comer bastante. Sorry, mas não. Lifule o que disse. Rata hamar não é verdade. O nato se pensa nia a echelete. I won't go into the story. Yeah. So by the by, vamos lá dizer não é verdade. We the first time a profeta are now before Kuhuban. Eleven thousand down. Skela ringo nele insalilon. Skela iketsa ngono yi. After more ata and then I'm a prophet. I'm lella everything, you know, because you think I'm not lella everything. Kawena, it must be God. Yeah. You don't know lesser than what's ever kawen. Everything. And then when I bare no, ibile babu abongo no bare no. Kororoho lella mo chanzo kutoe. O papa masasani sisi six hundred thousand. Kona re ne man vanshaka zingzo. When she went to the consulting room, nobody was there. Yeah. Madam Prophet and Anna who prophet and nobody else who Bible in so. You see, so some of you are born a Bible and are coming to you, you see. So I'm going to ask for a new year. So can I move on? Hey, 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 hey. Hey. Satan uses those tricks. He's now quoting the Bible. Leana why I go carry came by the way. It's about Bible. But you see, if you have studied the Bible enough, you will know when it's half quoted. And I've never met any of these crooks who don't quote the Bible half. Using the Bible to crook you. But how say say because when I would say come come, then you become vulnerable. I'm telling you. But our prophet, I've had people come. When I was going through a crisis, some prophet would let out from someone who prophet. Yeah. 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 When we came here first, when we first came here, there's a guy who came from Kai Kai. God has sent him here to come and take me to another level. <laughs> In ministry. What's up, my one young lady? Hey, hey, hey. So, so I said, and I don't know how come I got the appointment. Shem, my former PA will let a mistake and get the appointment. Really, this crazy guy. So anyhow, I, and then I asked him, where do you come from? What's your background? No, you know the Lord. Where do you come from? Physically and spiritually. The Lord sent me here. Another province in Kasi Buidat Lankwatel, Marwerevo. Then I asked him, secondly, have you ever started a church? Ah, no, the Lord cannot call the Lord. Have you ever started a church? No. Did you ever lead a cell group? No. Do you have any fruit? No. So, let me try to understand this thing. Where, Nane? You've never started a church. You don't have a cell group. I can't even trace you. To take me to another level. up. And then the girl says, ah, ah, listen to the man of God. Listen to a Ewan. Highly man of God work. How is fine. And now the man of God work. Kamlela karko ubone yibu di kerkne wena 
I won't tell you what I said to him. But he never came back. Satan uses these tricks. It is written. But Jesus said to him, it is also written. Verse 7. It is also written, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. You can't just quote it out of context. Jesus was quoting Deuteronomy 6.16. Because I don't know half quotes. But if you don't read it all, if you don't study your Bible, it's going to be a problem. Again, the devil took him on an exceeding high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. He said, all these things I'll give to you. Fame. Hey. Fortune. Pomp. Prestige. Satan uses it. People sell their soul for these things. He says, if you will just fall down and worship me. Jesus said, away with you, Satan. Away with you, Satan. Away with you, Satan. For it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only will you serve. That's Deuteronomy 6.13. Watch verse 11. And the devil left him. And the devil left him. And the devil When you take that sword, and use it against him. He will get out of there in a hurry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If I can hang around more. But that's what God said to you. Submit yourself to God. James 4, 7. Submit yourself to God. What does it mean submit yourself to God? Submit to God's word. Align yourself with God's word. How we align and resist the devil. See, we don't resist the devil, Kamataruna. No. We, we resist that because realign. Submit yourself to God. Resist the devil. And what will happen? He will do what? From God? From God? From the pastor? He'll flee from you. Satan is more afraid of you than you realize. Yeah. But the problem is, many Christians haven't learned how to use their dagger. Ah, but today you're going to learn how to use your dagger. I said you're going to learn how to use your dagger. Can I hear an amen, Bazaran? Jesus began every response with it is written. In short, Jesus was saying about himself what God said about him. Literally, Jesus was taking the Macaria and slashing the devil. When you say about you what God says about you, Satan can't stand in your way. This is why, therefore, we need to develop the discipline of reading our Bibles regularly. Listening to the word of God regularly. Meditating on the word regularly. Why? When we consistently do this discipline, the word of God will dwell in our hearts abundantly or richly. But we need to make a rich deposit of God's word. <laughs> There's too much negativity that we are dealing with in the world. So we have to intentionally make an overload and an overdose of God's word. Because everywhere you turn, you are hearing wrong things. Everywhere we look, we are looking at wrong things. Everywhere we go, they are saying wrong things. Every time we read the newspaper, we are reading things that are so different. Got to make an overload. 
Colossians 3.16 says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Let it dwell in you richly. See, when your heart or your spirit is full of the word of God, there will always be an overflow. Watch this, Basalam. In Matthew 12.34, Jesus said, Brood of vipers, how can you being evil speak good things? Somebody say evil. Speak good things. Say it again. Evil. Speak good things. Read the next part. Eating out of what? Out of the what? Out of the what? Out of the what? What does the word abundance mean? Overflowing. Full. Out of what? What happens? What happens? Can I rephrase? Can I rephrase? Can I rephrase? Your mouth speaks what your heart is full of. Can I rephrase again? If you want to know what your heart is full of, listen to what you are saying. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. See, the problem with some of us is that when times of trusting comes, let go of our spiritual. The mouth can only verbalize what the heart is full of. Yeah. Out of the abundance. Abundance. Jesus' heart was filled with God's word in abundance. So when the evil day came, the Holy Spirit quickened that word and he released the rainbow. It is written. It was here. Because his heart is full of it. You know, if, if I could, I know I can't. I know I can't. But if I could make you do it, I know I can't. If I could make you do it, I would just ask you, just every day, just for 30 minutes, just read your Bible. And another 30 minutes, just listen to the preaching. So I'm telling you, you will see the difference it will make in your life. Why? Because you are downloading. Because you, 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 you see, your spirit doesn't forget. Your head may forget, your spirit doesn't forget. And when the day where you are squaring off, when the enemy comes, the Holy Spirit will bring to memory a scripture that applies at that moment. And you can look at the devil face to face and say, It is written. Yeah. But we, we are leading undisciplined Christians today who want to treat us like we are the Holy Ghost magician. We must come and perform our magic in church when they don't take responsibility. That's what I was saying about these deliverance people. All they want is to be delivered. I remember when I sat down with them to show them the word, you could see their board. You can see Urumoto. Yeah, when you are the you are the spiritual magician, and, and because we like to be liked as pastors, huh? We want to act like we are the answer to everybody. Huh? We want to really show some people how, how anointed I am, what a man of God I am. We like it when people depend on us. People must depend on Jesus, not on us. 
We are simply messengers of Jesus. We are here to point you to Jesus. If I'm here to point you to him. I'm here to point you to Jesus, the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. He is your salvation. He is your Lord. He is your Savior. He's the one who can change your life. Musasono can't solve your problems, but Jesus can. Musasono can't change your life, but Jesus can. Musasono doesn't have the power, but Jesus can. Musasono didn't die on the cross for you, but Jesus can. He is the Lord of Lords. He is the King of Kings. He is the salvation. He is the rock in a weary land. He is the Alpha and Omega. He is the beginning and the end. Jesus. Jesus. And let his word dwell richly in abundance. Oh, in abundance. So it's not your mouth that decides what to say. The mouth can only express what the heart is full of. Therefore, in times of temptation, test and trial, the word of God cannot come out of your mouth if your heart was not full of it prior to the evil day. So if you don't make it a habit to consistently feed your spirit on the word of God, when tests and trials come your way, you'll not be able to speak of the word like Jesus did. When tests and trials come your way, the Holy Spirit will not have anything to quicken in your spirit. Therefore, you will be without your sword. In times of trial, speak the word over your life. Say about you what God says about you. Say about you what God says about you. The Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Say it like Jesus said it. Let me conclude, Bazalan. Let me conclude. You know, churches like ours, we've discontinued certain things that were done in mainline churches. I'm thankful to God for the Uniting Reformed Church. Then it was called Dutch Reformed Church. Or better still, the other days, I'm thankful that I was raised in that church. And learned so much from it. After I got saved, I understood better things they did. That we did in our church, and at least for me, I didn't even understand why we were doing what we are doing. You ask me, why are you not a, a, a dwarmy neither? It's because when I got the call of God to go into ministry, one of the evangelists in that church advised my dad to send me to another Bible college because at that time, not now, but at the time, they had a challenge in the Dutch Reformed Church with their school because they would send young men there to Bible school and they'd come back drunkards and womanizers. And this man, the way he saw how God was using me in the church, felt so jealous and I, I, I thank God for him. He gave my father the advice to say, send him to a different... Yeah, I think we must give them a hand. They deserve that. Yeah. So... So I went to the Apostolic Faith Mission Bible School. After that, I went to Rema, and that's why I'm here. And I'm glad. I'm, I'm thankful. Mara, there's still a nether for in here. So I went to my Sifilasaka Sahosana. 
Because in our church, we used to do something that I didn't understand then. But I understand today. Christianity, at its inception, what the Christian people would do would be to say things over their life based on what God says about them. Or to affirm their belief and confess it. You, many of us are looking at the word confess, we are thinking about confessing sin. The word confess is homology, it means to say the same thing. So people would say the same thing. And in all church traditions, there's always a certain type of liturgy that's there. And because I've been around many churches, very often people just say it without thinking. You, you, you hear even the way they're saying, they're just rattling through it. Like, I would tell you were rattling through it, honestly. And we rattle through it because nobody has told us the power of it. Nobody told us what we were doing. So you can see by myself, I cry me. But the reason they did that is exactly what I've just preached today. They led Christian people to say about themselves what God says about them and to affirm their faith and their belief in terms of doctrine. Let me read you as I close. What we used to say in my former church. Kidumela Ya tachisitueng a shwa a patwa a utusa mashoko a dihele. Ato haba fung katati laboraru. Anjolo hela le hodimong adula le tohon le lutona la mudimun tate ya matla ose. Meuta kutateng hota aso laba pelang leba ashuleng. Kidumela homo ya o halalelang. Kidumela lekereke yabo kreste e halalalang e akaretang kopano yaba halaledi. Kidumela le tswaralo ya dibi le tsoho ya mele le bophilo baka mehla yohle ameni. And when we did that we we were affirming. We were taking that dagger saying to the devil, this is who we are. Let me advise you. On a daily basis, feed your spirit on the word. On a daily basis, number two, listen to the word. On a daily basis, number three, meditate on the word. And then, when tests come, 
as the Holy Spirit brings the word up, speak that word. Jesus said, speak to the mountain. Not about the mountain. Speak to the mountain. Take that word. Speak it over your family. Speak it over your business. Speak it over your children. Speak it over your relationship. Take that word. Speak it over your career. Take that word. Speak it over your health. Speak it over your financial life. Take that word. I do it. I do it. When I'm in my prayer time, I always end my prayer time with affirmations, confessions as I speak God's word. And I say it. You know, when I need direction, I say, Father, I will not grope around for direction. I will not make decisions that are contrary to you. For your word tells me in Romans 8, 14, as many as are led by the spirit, they are the sons of God. Father, I want to thank you. Verse 16 says, the spirit itself maketh it, the spirit himself guides us and leads us into the things of God. And I say, it says, the spirit therefore brings a confirmation in my spirit. I tell him, Proverbs 20, 27 says, the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. Searching all the inward parts of the belly. I thank you that your Holy Spirit is in me. And he is a candle. I will not walk in darkness. I will not grope around in darkness. I'm not going to second guess the will of God. I am led by... Keep saying it. Keep saying it. Keep saying it. Keep saying it over your life. Speak over your health. Father, I thank you that I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. The doctors told me I only have two weeks to live. But your word says with long life, I will satisfy them and show them my salvation. Oh, thank you, Lord, that you said you bless my water and you bless my bread. And that you take sickness and disease from among us. You said my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. I want to thank you that you are my shepherd and you make me to lie down on green pastures. I thank you that you lead me by the path of righteousness. I thank you that my cup runneth over and you set me in the presence of the enemies. If people come up against you and say Lord I thank you that if my enemy comes out against me one way you'll cause them to flee before me in seven ways. Keep saying it. 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 When it has to be with wisdom, say, Father, I want to thank you that I have the wisdom of Solomon. Thank you that you have given me insight, understanding, and discernment. Thank you that Jesus Christ was made unto me wisdom, sanctification, and righteousness. Thank you for the wisdom of God that dwells in me. You said the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and I fear you, and I thank you that I'm walking in the wisdom. Oh, am I talking to people who understand what I say? Yeah. That's what I said about the church when we were at Homemakers. I said it. I said, Father, I thank you. You've called me into the ministry. And I thank you that you said the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Thank you that you will order our steps in terms of building the building. Thank you that you will supply all our needs according to your riches in glory. Thank you that you told Moses that uh, you, uh, Moses built your temple and he was able to finish it. Because you, God, you are able to give all the needs that were there and supply all the needs. I thank you that you will supply our needs. I thank you that the people will give generously. I don't have to shout at them. I don't have to scream. I don't have to about People will give with willing hearts like they did in the times of Moses. People will bring the money to the church 
church and people started bringing money and bringing money and bringing money and we built one church, two churches, three churches, bought four churches, five churches, ten churches. Keep on buying. Why? Because if you keep on saying it, 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 don't say your problem, say the solution. Don't say your fear, say your answers. Don't say what you're afraid of, speak your faith. Don't say what the devil says, speak what God says. Let God be true and every man a liar. His word shall never return unto me void. Keep saying it and saying it and saying it and saying it and saying it. I'm not well. I said it's okay. I'm going to keep saying it. They told me it's not going to happen. I said it's fine. I'm going to keep saying it. You are wasting your time. I said it's fine. I'm going to keep saying it. I'll tell you why. God is not a man to lie. God is not the son of man to change his mind. If God has said it, God will do it. God will do it for you. God will do it for you. God will do it for you and for you and for you. It doesn't matter if whosoever, 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 whosoever. It doesn't matter if you are 10 years old, whosoever, if you are 15 years old, whosoever, if you are 80 years old, whosoever. Whosoever, 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 whosoever. That's what that woman at the word, that's what that woman with the issue of blood did. Unfortunately, the King James Bible hired the full story. But the Bible says, you know, as she heard, he says, when she heard about Jesus, 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 see, when you, when you, when you, when you hear, when you, when you receive the word, what did it do? When she heard about Jesus, she, she, she began to believe because faith cometh by hearing. Faith cometh by hearing. You got to keep hearing and hearing and hearing. When, when she heard about Jesus, she came in the press behind for she said, the Greek says she kept on saying. I can almost imagine that woman keeping on saying for 12 years but if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I believe I will be made whole. But if I can touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. They have given me one week to live. But if I can touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. And some people said, oh, who are you? When I was supposed to stone you, Moses said we must stone you. You are not supposed to be seen in public. I see this woman, Asaba Arabi. She just keeps on moving forward. If I can just touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. If God can do it for her, God will do it for you. God will do it for you. God will do it for you. Go and read the story of David when he was squaring up with Goliath. Go and read it. I was reading it the other day. When David stood before Goliath, he kept on saying, you come to me with a sword. You come to me with a spear. But I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. I'm going to slay you down. I'm going to bring you down. Face your Goliath with the sword of your spirit. Face your Goliath with the word of God in your mouth. Can I hear an amen in this place? Somebody shout to the Lord with a verse of triumph. Oh, the devil is in trouble. Shout to the Lord with a verse of triumph. And God will bring victory in your life. God will bring change in your life. No matter what the devil says, take that dagger out in Jesus' name.
From today, determine to fill your heart with God's word. You're not wasting time. You may think you're wasting time. You're not wasting time. And when times of trial comes, the Holy Spirit will enlighten that verse. And you take out God's word. Oh, give the Lord a hand. I see you conquering. Speak that word over your family. Speak that word over your family. Speak that word over your career. Don't be a victim. You are more than a conqueror. Don't retreat. Close combat. Stand toe to toe. Eye to eye. Shoulder to shoulder. Because you are more than a conqueror. Jesus has conquered for you. You are more than a conqueror. And you'll bring the kingdom of God, of, of the devil down. In Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for your presence in this house. Pray in the Holy Ghost, somebody, everybody in the house. Pray, 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 pray. Ah, your word is a lamp to our feet. Your word is a light to our path. Shackles are being broken. Bondages are being destroyed right now as I speak. Light is coming to those who have been lied to and who have been deceived. God is showing you light. Receive the enlightenment that comes from God. Some of you were about to make radical decisions by consulting certain people. And God has shined a light. God has shined a light. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The Spirit of the Lord is moving in this house. Keep on praying. Some of you let your healing manifest. Speak the word. Speak the word. Speak the word over your life. Take this time to speak the word. Right where you are, speak the word. Speak God's word over your situation. Speak God's word over your family. Oh, yes, Baba. Keep on praying, keep on praying.